Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Wednesday, May 31st, 2023, and this is episode 418 of episode 418 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's another coffee with Brian, another just morning chat here. We'll hit up the perfect cup question of the day. We got a fun one today. And then roll into history brought to you by Pip, who uh, dropped a um, generic inspirational quote in the chat this morning about 4.35 o'clock. Oh, let's see. Oh, wait. 2.53 a.m. my time. Pip drops a generic inspirational quote to get us all started for the morning. So appreciate that, Pip. And we will roll into the history segment after the perfect cup. And then what are we talking about? What are we talking? I got a few things on the list. I want to talk about silver. I have a tracking number. That means the silver is on its way to me. So I put up a blog post yesterday and I was going to talk about that. Um, Got some good news in my email, something that I've been avoiding, putting off, not wanting. Nah, it's not that I didn't want to do it. I just never got around to it, I guess. Eh, There might be a little bit of nerves or um procrastination or all of the above but it's done said and done so i will uh, talk about that and uh, i've been noticing some trucks around here in tennessee that i want to uh talk about just talk about anyway last night josh uh, josh the renegade butcher one of our morning morning hangout crew had his 50th episode his 50th podcast episode uh we all joined in for the live stream he gave away a bunch of stuff it was a good time it was a good time for sure congratulations josh on that 50th episode if you want to check out josh's podcast check out the renegade butcher liberty meat solutions um you can find them you can find them you can um Find them on Lightning for Liberty with me, which we are not doing this evening. We are going to an every other week as uh, as we're both busy. We're super busy. Um, we have uh, we have a lot going on. Both of us. Josh had a uh, had a butcher uh, a butcher job come up or a slaughter job or whatever he's got going on this afternoon, and he didn't know if it was going to make it. And we had a chat and said, you know, you know, we. We talk a lot about lightning, and there's a lot of shit that happens in a week. Um, We also have all our stuff going on that we're digging into, making content, and and doing. So let's kind of take the pressure off ourselves to dig and dig and dig and dig and find a half an hour of content between the two of us for each week and quit talking about the same stuff. And kind of roll it out to every other week. It gives us um, more of an opportunity to catch things that are new and coming out or developed or changing and uh, put some more time and effort to it. So we're going to go to every other week for now. Um, Shit starts blowing up or uh, interviews or whatever. Yeah, we might go to every week, but for now, every other week works. It works for both of us. We're happy with it. Uh, and I think we still get a large variety of information out there and it will probably be more quality information on an every other week schedule. So 
Lightning for Liberty, not tonight, but next Wednesday, back again, back again. Josh and I just bullshitting about lightning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Backwoods Butcher says, got to chat with you about those seasonings. Yeah, Backwoods Butcher, um, I don't know if he's been sending Josh nudes or what, but um, he won an awful lot of stuff yesterday. I got to mail him coffee. I got to mail him coffee. Josh, he won Josh. He won seasonings from Josh. Like a butcher needs seasonings. Like what butcher can't cook? Well, maybe Kyle. Maybe Kyle. Maybe it's just Josh that's a, that's a phenomenal butcher cook. <laughs> uh, Josh says, congrats, everyone that won. Yes, congratulations to everyone that won. Corey and I had a, a prize pack in there of uh, some coffee, some GSD blend, and uh, some sticker packs. So if you didn't win that over at... Uh, over at uh, Josh's giveaway, you are, <laughs> you are, <laughs> you can easily find it at Food Forest Farms. Uh, just click uh, the little drop down menu, see the general store, click that, and it uh, it's easy. It says the Lots Project. You click on that, you follow the instructions and buy yourself some GSD blend. But Kyle won the Backwoods Butcher. The Backwoods Butcher won the GSD blend, and I think. I think yesterday after he drank it, he said he wanted to fight everyone. So I'm not sure if um, if that was because he would fight everyone to win because it was so good or if he was so jazzed up from the higher cop caffeine content like heroes that he was ready to just fight everyone. But that's what I got in the cup today. That's what I got in the cup today. Good morning, K-Bonk. How are you doing? You uh, you want a nice uh, hosting house coffee mug yesterday in the drive? Um, I uh, I was gifted it gifted it gifted it gifted it gifted it whatever that word is supposed to be. And uh, I don't have room for more coffee mugs. I got my tool man Tim. I got my um, I got my tea cup. I I have a couple backup travel mugs, and I got an SOE uh, ceramic mug just in case things start breaking. Being a minimalist, I don't. I think that's probably actually too many coffee mugs. But since my life revolves greatly around coffee, that is um, that is one thing that I splurge on items. So I don't have room for another coffee cup. I apologize, Robin, for not taking that uh, that wonderful gift. But uh, we forwarded it on to Kyle. Kyle felt that he had won way too much, and K Bonk was sitting over there in the corner. And boom, give it to K Bonk. Give it to K-Bonk. So K-Bonk is the winner of a new mug uh, via Lisa, via me, and via Kyle to K-Bonk. Morning, Canadian Farmstead. Uh, let's hit these comments real quick, and then we'll get to the perfect cup. Kyle says, you just wait until SRF. I'll cook so good, you're going to want to slap yourself for eating it because it, maybe it wasn't so good. Is that why people are slapping themselves and you think it's because it's so good? <laughs> Oh, Kyle says, everyone, everyone together now. One, two, three. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Corey. <laughs> What's that? Oh, she says, good morning, everyone. Oh, now we're getting interactive. Corey is going to be speaking back soon. She's going to be speaking up so loud and leaning towards the microphone so everyone can actually see, hear her say good morning back. So, hey, hey, look at this new segment on the show. Good morning, Corey. <laughs> 
Morning, Mike. Philippine Nomad swing it in here right before the perfect cup. I'm going to mute guys real quick. I got to I gotta, uh, blow my nose real quick, and then we'll get to the perfect cup. Be right. Oh man, something about this sinus sinusy uh, allergy time of year. Corey and I were talking about it yesterday. It was it's weird. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, let's get to it. It's time again for the 88th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. L O T S chat. I post a question there every day, Monday through Thursday, Sunday through Thursday, excuse me, for the next day. I pin it to the top. You can find the question, reply with an answer, and I circle around and grab all the answers and bring them to the show the next morning. I also post it on Noster. That is another pretty solid way to get your answer seen and included. I also post it on Facebook, LinkedIn, MeWe, and Twitter. They don't like to give me the notifications, and then sometimes I find your answer way too late to get them on the show. So, like I said, if you want to get included, Telegram or Noster are the way to go. Otherwise, you can drop the comments wherever, and I'll get them if I get them. Otherwise, I'll share them later. You can also circle over to the Telegram group and, and scroll through the pinned messages, find the old questions of the day, and answer them if you want. We're always happy to rekindle old conversations. Perfect cup question of the day today is what was your favorite toy? What was your favorite toy growing up? And I figured that would be a fun one, a little fun one. We've had some um, we've had some introspective and some pretty serious questions over the last couple of weeks. And uh, eh, let's talk about toys. Let's talk about toys. What's your favorite toy growing up? I'll start. I'll start. Um, I don't know if I necessarily had one that was my whole favorite childhood toy. I was looking at the list of people that uh, they threw answers out there, and I agree. I agree with all of them. But there's one toy in my life that sticks out. Um, it's one that I received from a relative that, um, man, when I think kid, when I think about back when I was a kid, I got a lot of cool toys. My parents got me a lot of cool stuff. Um, they made it special when they bought stuff. Um, they wouldn't buy the little stuff. They'd save up and buy bigger stuff that I asked for. One thing I got one time, and I don't even think it was a, it was a, a day that I should have gotten a gift. I think it was more like my uh, aunt and uncle came to visit, and it was my sister's birthday. And I was young enough that they felt that they needed to get me something, too. you know, Because when you show up with something for one kid... When they're young enough, they don't realize that, hey, it's the other one's birthday. That's why they're getting a present. So they brought me one. Well, this was something. They lived in the city. They lived down in Pittsburgh. We lived in rural western New York. So they saw cool new things um, long before we did. They got the cool toys in the stores there before they moved into our stores. My aunt worked in a boutique shop, and, um, and she had access to some cool stuff. So she showed up, showed up, said, hey, here, here's a toy for you. Here's a toy for you, and um, it was a koosh ball. You guys know what that is? The original ones? The original ones? Um, 
little rubber band basically it looked like it looked like the inside of like a golf ball that was all the wound up rubber bands if they cut all the rubber bands it was like a knot ball in the middle and all the ends stuck out man i was a little kid i carried that thing everywhere i loved it i took it everywhere um for years really it was i think it was a sensory thing um it was fun to play catch with with buddy it was fun to dick around with uh, toss around in your hand play with yeah i really think it might have been a sensory thing but it was something that no one had seen um any of my friends none of my friends had seen it no one had got one josh says did i say a douche ball no koosh ball asshole (laughs) but yeah i don't know if they're still around or not but no one had seen one. I thought they were cool. I was like, uh, I was a sorcerer with this thing because my friends were like, whoa, what is that? Where'd you get it? My aunt brought it to me from the cities. But anyway, that was my toy that stuck out when I uh, heard it. I'm not saying that's the only toy I enjoyed growing up, but it's just one that, uh, that like a neon sign when I think about toys and this kid, I don't know why it pops out, but it does. Let's get to those other answers from uh, from the audience. Canadian Farm said, says his favorite toy growing up was outside. Outside. I love it. I love it. Uh, Backwoods Butcher, Kyle says, my favorite toys weren't toys. My mom would buy me tape, string, popsicle sticks, whatever I could detach together and build things with. All makes sense looking back. All makes sense. Chris Dixon says, my bike, because it was ultimate freedom. I have to say my bike was uh, was my thing. I don't know if I actually would consider that a toy, though. It was more a uh, staple of life, I guess. Josh, uh, the Renegade Butcher, says, is this bait? Uh, thinking we're feds trying to get him to admit stuff. But I'll take the high road and say toss up between a soldering iron or whatever old computer parts I could get a hold of and homemade explosives. Okay. Okay, and now I now I understand why he thought it might have been a, a trap. <laughs> James uh, James from Gingerbread Farms comes up with a very popular answer of Legos, and it's he says it's the same as today. It's been his favorite since he was a kid, all the way up through and still today. Legos are his favorite. Uh, Josh comments over there after reading his answer and says, I was an interesting child. Interesting is a great way to put it, Josh. Interesting is a great way to put it. Um, Scrambling weighs in and says, whatever we found on our long walks on trash night. Yep. When people put the trash out, especially on like the dump pickup days when they would do those. Oh, man. Hmm, What a wonderland. He said, we dumpster dove so much great shit. We built so many fun and dangerous machines out in the woods. I concur. I concur. Uh, when you grow up in a small town, you find shit to do. Um, and if you're lucky, you don't hurt yourself, your friends, or damage too much property. But what are you going to do? Kids are bored. They find stuff to occupy themselves. Golden Cricket weighs in with a little rabbit fur, a little rabbit fur stuffed dog my grandpa brought back from Alaska. Relative brings a toy. I think kids attach to those for sure. Uh, Pip. Pip uh, drops a big old note here and says, fucking Legos, man. Legos, another Lego vote. It says, the only toy I literally tried to sleep fast to get working on a project. I would say Lincoln Logs was the precursor to Legos, but both toy sets lead you to wonder, how else can I make this work? 
About eight months ago, I gave a neighbor's two young sons and one baby daughter my Lego set. Maybe three gallons of Legos. Holy crap, dude. Uh, also, my old Rambo action figures. Though, now that I think about it, show and tell with a Rambo in class might be an issue. It may be at this point. I, uh, I remember um, a kid bringing a huge knife to school for show and tell. And no one blinked about it. It was a uh, it was a knife that it was like a collector knife that he had taken from his dad uh, without his knowledge, brought it to school and showed it. And the teacher kind of was a little probably taken aback, but no one said anything about it. Today, he would have been in jail. <laughs> I don't even know if he would have got into the school. Uh, K-Bonk says, I'm still playing with toys. That's so age dependent for me, pretty much very diverse and still is. And people weighed in and said, yes, they just get more expensive. And K-Bonk says they just get more hard to move too. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mike, the Philippine nomad dropped a comment in this morning before the show and said, didn't have many, but my favorite gift from my uncle was an erector set. Uh, late 60s, early 70s version and dropped us a pit photo. And I do remember the Rector sets, the, the Lincoln Logs, the, the, the Legos. Um, yeah, it really spurred those STEM, those STEM brain cells, uh, STEM as in uh, science, technology, and um, math. Uh, those, those, not STEM cells, but engineering, math. Uh, that, that generation of people came out of all those things. And when we stop using those physical toys, those physical building blocks, I think that faded away. That faded away. So let me, uh, let me see. Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh says he was an interesting child. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says that was Christmas. My uncle got me the anarchist cookbook. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Josh says we didn't get Christmas. That maybe contribute to his weirdness. Yeah, Josh was one of those um, one of those uh, kids that uh, you made fun of in school. Except they kept him out of school, so kids didn't make fun of him. They just kept him home and locked up. And that's probably why he was playing with explosives and soldering irons as a child. Um, and uh, he says, "But did you die?" <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was kind of the, the parenting model in the 70s and 80s was, um, hey, go outside, come back when it's bedtime. And as long as you showed up, they didn't have to go look for you and figure out how to plan your funeral or get you to the hospital. I think that was the MO. That was the MO for sure. Um, Backwoods Butcher says, we were at the tail end of being able to bring knives to school, did it once, and just was told not to do it again. No jail time. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, way before you. I graduated long before you, for sure. Um, we had we had a shooting team in our high school. At, kids just kept their shotguns in their locker and in their vehicle. So there you go. There you go. Well, this has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. If you have a favorite toy that you want to weigh in, you didn't hear it on the list, be sure to head on over to t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash l-o-t-s chat. That'll take you to the Telegram group. If you're on desktop, you install the little app. You're on mobile, you install the little app. And uh, yeah, you join us on Telegram. And uh, it's a great group of people. We have a lot of fun. We discuss a lot of interesting topics join the telegram group it's the easiest way to get in communicato with me 
Otherwise, you can uh, hit me up the website, email info at the Lost Project, or find us on all the socials. And with that, let's get back to the main show. All right. All right. All right. Toys. Toy time on Wednesday morning. Toy time. Did you have a favorite toy you wanted to join in? Corey didn't. Corey didn't. She had... Her favorite toy. Don't let her lie. She says a stuffed animal. I'm pretty sure her favorite toy was her cat, Kit Kat. No? Kit Kat was a pretty good toy. How about Bud, Buddy, and, uh, or Bud and, yeah, she had, she had pet rats. Uh, she liked alive toys. <laughs> she, she'd dress her cat up and take it for walks and, uh, rides and strollers and shit like that. Um, I think she liked the live toys. <laughs> Not sure. I saw pictures of the cat. I don't know if the cat pretty much enjoyed being a live toy, but uh, it happens. It happens. Uh, K-Bong says the space program kids. Yeah. You know, when I was talking about those STEM kids, the space program kids, that's uh, that was a big, um, a big catalyst for that whole generation. Uh, Renegade Butcher says that may be the root of today's issues with kids. You had a whole shooting team which built responsibility and team spirit. Kids today have to be solo shooters. <laughs> Backwards Butcher says, I'm Corey's favorite toy. Um, yes, but she's not a child. <laughs> she is not a child. And the question was, what was your favorite toy while growing up? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Are you trying to say something? I know she's younger than me, but she's not that much younger than me. Huh? Oh, wow. I'm just going to wrap the show up at, at this point because this is just uh, everybody's bashing on Brian Day for sure. For sure. It's coming from the comments. It's coming from the peanut gallery here next to me. The dogs are going to start like chewing on my legs soon. I don't know, but. Oh, anyway, uh, Pip dropped me another fantastic history segment, so we might as well get to it, right? Let me pull up my notes here, and <laughs> here we go. Oh, hello, humans, and happy day that ends in Y. 214 days are left in the 2023 Let's see what happened on this day, May 31st, the last day of May. This day in 1790, the United States enacts its first copyright statute, the Copyright Act of 1790. Hmm. The, state, the stated object of the act was the encouragement of learning, and it achieved this by securing authors the sole right and liberty of printing reprinting, publishing, and vending the copies of their maps, charts, and books for a term of 14 years with the right to renew for one additional 14-year term should the copyright holder still be alive. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. This day in 1911, the RMS Titanic, Titanic is launched in Belfast, North, Northern Ireland. Titanic was launched at 12.15 p.m. on the 31st of May, 1911, in the presence of over 100,000 onlookers. 22 tons of soap and tallow were spread on the slipway, on the slipway to lubricate the ship's passage into the River Lagan. P 
Pips notes the Titanic will set sail in April of 20 or April of 2012, April of 1912. The brass had to be well polished. Huh. Kyle. Kyle. I'm curious. Does 22 tons of soap and tallow make something slippery enough to get the Titanic into it? That didn't go where I wanted. Sorry. Oh, man. 1977. Uh, the Trans-Alaska Pipeline System is completed an 800-mile, that's 1,287 kilometers long, and 48-inch, or 1.22 meters, diameter pipe that conveys oil from Prudhoe Bay on Alaska's north slope south to Valdez on the shore of Prince William Sound in south-central Alaska. Okay, this thing's 800 miles long and 48 inches diameter. That's a shitload of oil, guys, if you don't know. If you don't know. If you can't picture that, you will not be able to uh, fathom how much oil that is. On this day in 2008, Usain Bolt breaks the world record in the 100-meter sprint with a wind, with a wind legal. He had a plus 0.17 uh, meters per second wind tailwind uh he ran a 9.72 second 100 meter sprint uh pips notes the dude is fast i don't know if go sports ball would work here yeah that dude is just fast is he still the fastest guy uh little aside i remember the one that blew my mind, the, the the guy that blew my mind as a as a track and field athlete in in just the sprints or short short races was uh, what was his name? Michael Johnson. I don't remember if you I don't know if you remember back in the Olympics when Michael Johnson was running and he'd run like the 100 meter, the 200 meter. And he like had records and would win them blowout. Um, and then Usain Bolt came around and they said, what a name. Do you think that's his real name? Usain Lightning Bolt. Hmm. Birthday is today. On this day in 1894, Fred Allen, American comedian, radio host, game show panelist, and author, died in 1956. John Florence Sullivan, a.k.a. Fred Allen, was an American comedian. His absurdist, topically point poignant radio program, The Fred Allen Show, which ran from 1932 to 1949, made him one of the most popular and forward-looking humorists in the golden age of American radio. His best-remembered gag was his long-running mock feud with friend and fellow comedian Jack Benny, but it was only part of his appeal. Radio historian John Dunning wrote that Allen was perhaps radio's most admired comedian and most frequently censored. I'll have to pass that one on to old tool man, Tim. He is a, a golden radio Americana fan, and I'm not sure that he has touched on old Fred Allen yet. This day in 1912, uh, Sheng Shuing Wu, Chinese-American experimental physicist, uh, was born. He died in 1997. Wu worked on the Manhattan Project where she helped develop the process. I said he, it's a she, excuse me, I'm not up on my gendered of Asian-centric names. Um, Wu worked on the Manhattan Project where she helped develop the process for separating uranium into uranium-235 and uranium-238 isotopes by gaseous diffusion. 
is best known for conducting the Wu experiment, which proved that parity is not conserved. The discovery resulted in her colleagues, co-worker number one, uh, Song Dao Li, and co-worker number two, Chen Ning Yang. Wow, I think I did okay on those. Winning the 1957 Nobel Prize in Physics, while Wu herself was awarded the inaugural, the inaugural Wolf Prize in Physics in 1978. Smart chick. Smart chick for sure. This day in 1943, Joe Namath, American football player, sportscaster, and, act, and actor. Lots of career highlights and awards. Ha <laughs> ha, lots of awards. Way to go, Pip. Pips notes, I'd like to think I'm kidding predictable. Go sports ball, Joe Namath. This day in 1976, Colin Farrell, Irish actor. Pips notes, the recruit was a decent movie. Minority report as a supporting actor. Do not waste your time with the Total Recall remake. Those are all the people that hatched today and the ones that kicked off passings on this day. Uh, this day in 1993. It was a sad, sad day in 1993. A dog named Honey Tree Evil Eye died. If you were around in the 80s and 90s, you might have remembered him. He was a Bud Light actor. It was Spuds McKenzie, the Bud Light Bull Terrier mascot, was born in 1980, 1983 and died in 1993. Here's the Spuds. I like that guy. This day in 1922... Colin Cantwell, American conceptual artist and director, uh, was born in 1932. An American concept, concept artist and director known for his work on films like 2001 A Space Odyssey and War Games, but primarily for doing initial concept design and models for a number of Star Wars, Star Wars vehicles. Pips notes, yes, the Star Wars theme song will be playing on the playlist today. Those are the two that uh, that knocked off of note today. Uh, holidays today, World No Tobacco Day. It's international. Pips notes, 2023 catchphrase. The focus is grow food, not tobacco. Except if you're John Kerry, who says we need to stop growing food to save the planet. Whew. All right, guys. Well, that's been lots of history. If you want to get links to any of the things you heard today or see how badly I butchered some of these names, it's all in print over on the blog post after I get it posted when the show is done. I want to thank Pip for preparing these every day and, uh, and doing all the yeoman's work for the history segment. If you want to, and if you like the history segment, you like this and you want to continue to hear it, I think you should go check out DuctionCups.com, either on their Facebook page or on their website or wherever you can find DuctionCups.com. Go there, drop them a note, tell them you heard it on the Lots Project because Pip is the man and does history. Show them some love. Let them know it's worth doing. Let them know it's worth doing. I appreciate it greatly, and that's why I like to mention it so much. Check out DuctionCups.com. And that's been another episode of Lots of History. Holy crap, I saw the I saw this flying by over here, and I gotta check catch up on the catch up on this this comments because I saw one. <coughs> All right, here it is. Copyright? Someone told me IP is faking gay. Um, yeah, I almost dropped that in there. 
But I didn't. I didn't. Um, Paco's Butcher says, oh, it was Irish, the Titanic. It all makes sense now. I don't think the boat itself was necessarily <laughs> Irish. I think that's where they launched it. I don't know, man. Um, let's see. I'm sorry, guys. I got way behind on comments as I read in history. Um, depending on sports. Uh, Johnson did blow my mind. Michael Johnson blew my mind. Yes, he did. Oh, K-Bong stumbled on some Paul Harvey stuff yesterday. Yeah, man. Paul Harvey. Holy crap. That guy. I remember that voice and that this has been Paul Harvey uh, uh, growing up. That was just like the back soundtrack. I'm pretty sure that was always a tack on uh, when I would hear it. Just a little segment of his. But yeah, Paul Harvey um, definitely was a voice of radio to remember. Ah, let me see. <laughs> Thanks, Backwoods Butcher. Colin Farrell was a great was great in that SWAT movie. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the input. <laughs> you know that one movie? That actor, that actor that was in that movie with that actress that uh watched a couple weeks ago, he was really good. He was really good. I think the movie started with an F. Or maybe an S. I can't quite remember. All right. Well, I got shipping notification yesterday for my silver. And Tim's silver, I think, took off. But uh, Jesus. I think... Um... <laughs> oh, Kyle says the movie is literally called SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway ryan over at curio bullion uh knocked out another round of silver for tim and i i've i've talked uh josh says hi again like you just get constant constant contact in the show now she's just gonna start walking back and forth like a duck getting shot at the at the fair and she's gonna walk back and forth and then constantly going to be saying hi to her but anyway ryan over at curio billion uh last time we ordered silver it was a great success and so tim and i got together and decided that we were going to do another round why not why not um we reached out to ryan ryan uh said sure guys sure guys we'll do it again um we went back and forth when to do it and then both of us had to pause it for a little while and we finally got around and said let's do this shit um both had the funds available we dropped them in and uh yeah here they come here they come i got tracking number yesterday they're on their way i have quite a few of them sold i still have some left um let me uh let me pull pictures up here i got some pictures that ryan sent me but anyway they are basically the opposite of round one round one had um the ones you see right now with lots if you're on the audio it says lots across them and burn the ships those were the one ounce coins last time and the the let me see if i can find a picture real quick of the um, these with the dots on them and the the four quadrants with L O T S in the in the more script, 
Uh, those were the half ounce coins last time. And we switched them. Uh, we just switched them. We made uh, exact opposite design as round one. So we have, um, yeah, two rounds now. They won't ever be made again. These designs are getting retired. So round three, four, we'll, we'll come up with new designs, new themes, and probably do the same. We'll do a run of one, flip-flop the designs, run another. So what is the silver? What's the deal with the silver? When you purchase silver from the, from the sale, you will get one of two options. Option number one is one one ounce coin and one half ounce coin. There are only 20 sets available. Um, there's not 20 available anymore. There were only ever 20 sets available. They're numbered one through 20, both the one ounce and the half ounce. You get a matching pair. You get two certificates of authenticity. Um, yeah, it's a nice little collector set. Uh, it is, it's hard asset, it's silver. It's $100 for the pair. Um, yeah. There's a few available. There's a few available. And I think I put until June 9th is what I put in the blog post. Let me check the date here real quick. June 9th. Yes, until June 9th, you're able to select which number set out of the available, uh, the ones that are left available that you would like to receive. June 9th, I'm going to be putting the few that I have left up on the website and starting to promote the crap out of them in the store. When that happens, uh, if I get an order, I just send, I will send what the next number is or whatever I grab up. Um, K-Bonk's wondering what the diameter of the one ounce is. K-Bonk, I don't really know quite yet. I will um, get dimensions on all of them if uh, when I get them in my hands. I haven't checked the tracking yet, but I'm imagining they're going to be here Oh, today's Wednesday. He shipped them Tuesday. I'm guessing they're going to be here Thursday or Friday, and I will be able to get dimensions and things on them for you. I forgot to ask Ryan before he mailed them out. So um, they were the size. So last time they were the size. What would you say they're about the quarter? The, the, the larger one was about a quarter. Um, the half ounce was a little smaller. We ran into issues last time. Um half dollar maybe a little smaller they're thicker um the way he sand casts them he needs them thicker uh these are sand casted stone uh coins or were last time he was he was messing around with a couple different uh, uh methods this time i and he's gonna give me a write-up on how he did it but the last time they were sand cast so he had to make a mold and then pour the silver in so they're a little thicker um, we ran into issues when he was designing them, when he would do the 3d models, they almost were the same size. The one ounce and the half ounce were this almost the same size because one had raised lettering and one had recessed lettering and the weight obviously is determined of the amount of silver. So he really had to get uh, creative with sizing them different. So both visually and uh, picking them up, you could tell the difference. Obviously, picking them up, you could tell the weight difference, but visually, you weren't taking um, the larger coin when you wanted the smaller coin. So he he modeled these all out with 3Ds, uh, 3D printing. It was pretty pretty cool process. Um, we went more through it in depth on the first round, uh, and he's super busy now. Thankfully, the guy uh, the guy is doing good work and uh, picking up a lot of silver work, but. 
yeah. So how he does it is we went back and forth with designs, uh, CAD designs, um, artistic designs. That's his end of the deal. He's the artist and the, the silversmith. But he would, um, they, um, he would send designs back and forth. I told him what I wanted. He gave me a concept. I said, eh, a little bit this, a little bit that. He sent me a new concept. Uh, and then once he had the front design, he went to work with designing the 3D model, printing the 3D model, and then determining the weight uh, by the volume of the 3D printed uh, mock-up. It was a pretty, pretty cool process, I have to say. Then he would sand cast, sand cast uh, mold off the 3D model and pour and finish the coins. Really cool, really cool. But it made it very, um, it made it what I wanted. I, I The theme I wanted at the beginning was more like pirate money, uh, worn, um, worn in yet new. It looks like it sat in a treasure chest or somebody's pocket or has, has some age to it and some patina to it. And he nailed it. The first ones were phenomenal. And I have no doubt that the second ones, when I have them in my hand, I will be equally as press, equally impressed. K-Bong says math works. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it's amazing the concepts you can go through just using math. Just using math. Yeah, it's amazing. So anyway, that is option one is one one ounce coin and one half ounce coin with certificates authenticity. That's a hundred bucks, hundred bucks free shipping that gets sent out to you as soon as I have them in hand. Um, one thing with buying either set is the fact that um, you get a discount on the next, on the next round. So anybody that bought round one, I reached out to them way before any of these were on the way, um, and gave them first their choice of numbers. If they wanted the same numbers as they got last time, they wanted to switch it up. They got that opportunity. They also got a discounted price on round two. Same will happen for round three. You buy round two, you get a discount on round three. What happens if we don't do round three? You don't get a discount. I don't know. Um, I'm planning on doing round three. These are selling very well. Uh, I have a few left. Now, the other option, the other option with the silver. With the way everything works out, the, the fact that we wanted to do the one ounce and half ounce sets, um, and Tim and I split the bar, and Ryan takes a cut in silver for some of the payment and cash for other, um, I end up with five one ounce coins, singles, no pairs. They don't have a matching half ounce. Um, they don't have a, a pair. And so last time I used them for some barter, I held on to some and this and that. This time I want to do something a little special. So I have these five one ounce singles, uh, five one ounce coins. And I brainstormed around. I was kicking around ideas how I wanted to sell them, if I wanted to keep them, if I wanted to uh, keep them for gifts or what. And I decided I wanted to sell them. And to make it worth it, I'm not going to lie, it is expensive to make these. When you hear the price and you hear $100 for an ounce and a half silver, you're like, well, that's not what silver costs. It isn't what silver costs. It isn't what silver costs at all, but it is what silver costs plus the time of a hand, uh, a handcrafted artisan designing and casting uh, coins, um, getting them shipped out, getting them shipped twice, 
doing the marketing and all that. They are expensive. Um, I'm not going to lie, but it's a hard asset. It's not fiat dollars. I'll tell you that. Um, and that's what you can give me for them. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with an ounce of silver. It's not that special. A uh, one of five uh, lots project coin numbered, blah, blah, blah. That's not that great. I like the coin. I like the matching pair. Um, as long as they're matched up, that gives them a little more exclusivity. But my one coin, I didn't know what to do with. I got talking to Brian um, Norton over at uh, Food Forest Farms, who roasts my coffee. And I said, dude, uh, I think I want to do a coffee and silver special. That's kind of been my thing. My products all along have been pretty much coffee and silver. And so we started talking back and forth. And I was like, well, we have... Um, we have five coffee blends, five coffee blends. We had recently added on the perfect cup. Uh, we had GSD blend, and then each of the dogs has their own blend, a light, a medium, and a dark blend for Walter, Norman, and Clyde. So we got five coffee blends. Well, five, ounce, five pounds. I was thinking maybe you get each of the one pound each and the coin and we're looking at pricing and this and that. And Brian says, wait a second, wait a second. Six pounds and an ounce rolls off really nice. I talked about it the other day. I think it's back from um, Mighty Taco, not Mighty Taco. It's not Mighty Taco, is it? Taco John's. Mighty Tacos from when I was growing up. Rolling back to that Koosh Ball days with Mighty Taco. Um <laughs> K-Bog, do you know about Mighty Taco up in the in the western, northern, western New York uh, area up around Buffalo? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Taco John's has the six-pack and a pound, and I think that marketing has stuck in my head, uh, probably because of Brain Glue. If you haven't heard about Brain Glue, you should check out my interview from the other night. But anyway, six-pack and a pound is always stack, stuck in my head. I was like six pounds and an ounce. It's not the same, but it's similar. I think that's why that kicked in there. Uh, so we decided that we we're going to do six pounds and I was like, okay, well, what's the sixth one going to be? I got five. He says, all right, I, I just ordered, um, some pretty high end beans, some, uh, some micro batches of different beans that are, are really good. Um, and I've talked about it the last week or so, two weeks ago, he developed a blend, a phenomenal blend just for this. It's limited run. Um, it's silver bullet blend. It's available on the site in single pounds or multi-pound orders, but it is available for this special. Um, basically, you get one each of all the coffee pounds. You get GSD blend, you get the perfect cup, and you get Walter Norman Clyde blends, and now you get silver bullet blend, which is unreal. It is really, um, it's, it's a $35 a pound all day long coffee easy that's what he priced it at, at the website i think it can gain it could take more than that easily it is good um yeah he nailed it he absolutely nailed the copy anyway the other option to get a silver coin is uh we got those numbered we got them stamped c1 through c5 uh so i'm offering five six pounds and an ounce packages you will get six pounds of coffee one each of all our blends plus a limited edition silver bullet blend and one ounce of silver with a C certificate of authenticity it'll be numbered c1 through c5 
it will likely be included in your silver bullet blend bag like a um like a <laughs> Josh says who gets C4 uh, like a Cracker Jack box for an adult because this coffee is phenomenal and you're getting prize of silver to put in your treasure chest so that is the silver deal if you are interested in getting to pick your own number hey Josh here's a great idea if you want C4 before June 9th you can order it up and select your number but I hadn't thought about the C4 Club. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe Scrambling's going to have to buy another set. K-Bonk wants C6. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do, Carbon. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that's the silver. That's the silver. You can get a hold of me, info at thelotsproject.com. That's I-N-F-O at L-O-T-S project.com. Info at thelotsproject.com. All right. What else do I got on my list here? Oh, quick little note, and then we will uh, we'll get start wrapping it up. Um, I got news back yesterday. It's kind of exciting for me. Um I got booked to go on and talk about the Lots Project on the Survival Podcast. Big deal, Brian. Big deal. The guy does five episodes a day, over 3,000 episodes. Um, yeah, <laughs> about that. I started listening to Jack back in early 2015 when we bought our homestead. I, we bought our homestead first, ironically, uh, even though in, uh, in the following years, I heard him talking about getting out of the city and this and that and the other thing. Um, but I, uh, I started listening to him. We were already out of the city. The guy made sense to me. He clicked uh, the things he talked about, the things he preached, the things he talked about, life, lifestyle design, uh, different tips and tricks he gave on figuring out what you wanted to do um, and just practical knowledge. I highly suggest anybody listen to the show for sure. Um, go back and listen to all the old episodes. There's just so much information. Kyle started listening yesterday and um, and yeah. Anyway, uh, I started listening to him, like I said, back in 2015. And um, at one point, there was some things about lifestyle design that I listened to and started contemplating. And when, when I had my meltdown moment with the snow and the field with the turkeys, uh, I really did a reevaluation and used the knowledge that Jack provided on his show and that's probably why we're on the road today. It's probably why we did a lot of the things we did on the farm. It's probably why we evaluated things and determined a way to make it forward. Why we did all the planning we did. The guys had an influence on my life. Um, and I wanted to go on. I wanted to go on and share share this. So, yeah. TSP. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. End of July, I'm booked. Um, maybe if there's cancellation, it'll come first come before that but end of july i get to go on and bullshit with jack about uh the lots project and leaving the homestead and hitting the road and being a nomad and what we found so that's exciting that's exciting for me for sure and uh, a lot of people in the audience are uh, tsp fans so you kind of get it um there's something about it 
there's definitely something about it. And there's also something to be said for the guy gets 250,000 downloads an episode. Um, so yeah, there is that. There is that. So exciting news, exciting news about that. I am not talking about redneck trucks today. <laughs> that, that, that definitely deserves more than a couple minutes. Uh, I will have to, to copy that over to tomorrow's notes, but we will lead tomorrow with uh, redneck trucks, redneck trucks in Tennessee for sure. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's hit on that uh, item of the day today. Uh, item of the day today is the Hosta Q heat resistant gloves. These things are fantastic. Uh, like I mentioned yesterday, I'm doing a video. Uh, and a blog post, re a blog post, and a video review of all the items of the day ahead of time. So you can check those out on YouTube or thelotsproject.com uh, under recommended products uh, and product reviews. They're all listed there. I spread it around today with the item of the day. I have links to the blog post. The Amazon link, video link is in the blog. Um, but yeah, HostaQ, HostaQ heat resistant gloves. When we got the wood stove in the camper and we started using it, both of us got burned. Uh, putting wood in, taking wood out, you know, normal shit with a wood stove. It's hot and you're you're constantly dealing with it and you get used to it. But we were like, there's got to be a better way. Uh, we found some heat resistant gloves online and I think we put them on a wish list and uh, got them for Christmas, I believe, uh, from uh, Corey's parents. It was nice. It was nice. We got these. We tried them. Um and working with the wood stove, they're phenomenal. They have a long, like five inch uh, sleeve on them. Uh, they have a no slip silicone grip on them. You can reach your hand right into the wood stove. You can move around flaming logs and uh, it's great for the small, the small space that it is. You don't have a lot of uh, dexterity in there with the cubic mini wood stove. So being able to um, maybe grab a log as it's falling out or this or that, grab the door without getting burned is fantastic. We've also found many, many more uses for them. Uh, hot teapot handle, cast iron cookware, campfire. Uh, the website talks about baking. We don't do a whole lot of baking in the camper, but baking, barbecuing, grilling, all sorts of stuff. These things are great. They're under 20 bucks. They last. You can machine wash them. You can put them in the dishwasher. You can put them, uh, hand wash them. They're great. They're great. Check them out. HostaQ heat resistant gloves. Um, Renegade says five inches in man inches. Yeah. No, five actual inches. Five actual inches. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says great for canning. Uh, I didn't even think of that, but yes, I imagine they are fantastic for canning. Uh, so under 20 bucks, uh, the, the, I think the, the telltale thing, especially when you get an item as a gift and you really like it is if something happened to it, would you buy it again? And this is a for sure buy again, a for sure. And I think even, uh, going down the road with them under a 20, $20 price point, I think, um, if we were mobile or not mobile, if we were stationary and we had like an indoor outdoor, I could see having a couple pairs of these. I could, I could see having one for inside. I could have, see one, having one for next to the grill or smoker and then having one out by the fire pit or a burn pile or burn, uh, burn barrel, whatever you got going on. So HostaQ heat resistant gloves, they're great. They're well-made and uh, there's link in the video description and the audio description. 
If you don't need heat-resistant gloves, but you're going to be shopping on Amazon today anyway, do me a favor and click that link to start your shopping. Everything you buy gets thrown in our tracking, and uh, we get a little kickback, and it's an easy way to support us without spending any extra money. Uh, mentioned yesterday, James Bond was Monday night with brain glue. I said it earlier today. You're going to want to read blame or you're going to want to listen to the episode and check out brain glue, the book. If you have a small business, if you have products, if you have marketing to do, if you just want to be remembered, uh, I definitely check, check out James Bond interview and then check out his book. And coming up on Thursday night, I have entrepreneur podcaster, Nicholas Natali. Uh, that's a pre-record. It was great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Nicholas was really cool to talk to and uh, hopefully be doing a little work with him in the future. Uh, but you're going to want to check that out. We had fun. We talked about my stuff, what we got going on. We talked about what he has going on. The dude lived in a suburban for a few years. Uh, you're going to want to check it out. You're going to want to check it out. It's got a cool little story about working for the Department of Defense. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't end the way he had hoped. Nicholas Natali coming up, uh, pre-recorded release on Thursday night. Find it on YouTube, uh, YouTube and Facebook. I think is where I put those pre-records. So, other than that, guys, I think it's time to wrap it up. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. When we catch up with you tomorrow, it's going to be Thursday. Have a great hump day, and we'll talk to you then. I can feel the sun.